When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Other Connor Podcast, a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Here's your host, Connor Halley. Hello, Oilers fans, and thank you for tuning in to another edition of The Other Connor Podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Connor Halley. You can give me a follow on Twitter at Connor Halley. Before we get going today, quick shout out to our sponsor, DraftKings. If you're going to sign up, Today, make sure to use promo code THPN. It can help you out in a lot of ways. I'll tell you about that later on in the show. But, of course, the NHL in full swing, NBA, you've got golf, mixed martial arts. When the NFL rolls back around, you'll have that. If Major League Baseball ever gets going, you can do that as well. Lots of fun to be had on DraftKings. Sign up today. Use promo code THPN. On the show today, we've got a great one for you. We've got my friend and coworker, overall good guy, who just happened to play in the NHL for over a decade. Jason Strudok will be by to talk about the Edmonton Oilers and, you know, the moral victories. Obviously, the Oilers in a place where those don't really count, but can you take away some positivity coming off a road trip from hell against three really good teams and picking up only two points? We'll talk to Struddy about that and a lot more. Some news for the Oilers as they have two games remaining on this road trip. They'll take on the Philadelphia Flyers on Tuesday, and then they'll wrap it up on Thursday against the Chicago Blackhawks. Jason Greger of TSN 1260 reporting that there's a good chance that Duncan Keith will play against the Flyers. Yamamoto, a possibility this week. Unlikely he'll play on Tuesday night. Nuge out this week, maybe more. He's a shoulder injury. Exact timeline right now. Unknown. So we have to wait and see what happens with that. Some other news for the Edmonton Oilers today. Brendan Perlini, forward, released from the team. He's got four goals on the season, one assist, I believe 25 games played. Kind of interesting, we found out that his uh, mom informed him that he was released by the team after she found out on Twitter. Vicky Perlini, a great follow on Twitter if you want to check that out. Uh, some people might say that's a little bit shady, might be technology it could just very well be shady, right? Uh, and, and maybe the management didn't relay that message before their social media team put it out there. But uh, another thing we can ask Jason Strudwick about uh, with the Edmonton Oilers and how that whole process goes down. I don't think he was waived, but we'll find out. I'm, I'm sure he's played with teammates who have been. For the Oilers, though, like we said, talking about this road trip, uh, going down to Florida, taking on the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Florida Panthers, and then doesn't get any easier going up to Carolina to battle the Hurricanes. For the Edmonton Oilers, I, I thought all things considered, it went pretty well. And that's why I, I don't want to say moral victories, but you've got to be pretty pleased about the way they played. Uh, they fell to the Tampa Bay Lightning 5-3 last Wednesday with an empty netter, so that's a one-goal game. They beat the Florida Panthers on Saturday. I thought that was going to be a really tough one. Miko Koskinen was absolutely outstanding there. And then on Sunday, the Oilers fall to the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, tough game. Uh, Connor McDavid losing... Potentially some teeth, missing out on playing time when they really could have used him, and the Empton Oilers falling. But uh, two out of six points in that stretch, I don't think you can really complain about it. Now, the big thing for me is for the Oilers, going into the next two games here against Philadelphia, against Chicago, you got to find a way to get four points. you got to maintain the level of play that you had in the three previous games 
Carry that over to these two, and good things should come. Then you've got the Montreal Canadiens on Saturday, a team that you know really shouldn't be too much of an issue. But we'll see. We've said that before, and the Edmonton Oilers have lost those games. So uh, we'll see what happens. Right now, though, let's bring him in here. You can hear him on TSN 1260. He's one half of the Jason Greger Show Monday through Friday on TSN 1260. Former NHLer, coach, the guy does it all. Jason Strudwick joins me now. Struddy, thanks for doing this. How are you doing? I'm good, man. What's up with you? Oh, you know, just uh, getting other podcasts done and uh, talking about the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, I wanted to have you on today because one thing came up, and it, you know what? It wasn't a very big deal on our show on TSN 1260, the Jason Greger Show, 2 to 6, Monday through Friday. But on social media, it had a lot of people kind of asking questions. And I thought uh, someone who's been in the room a lot might be able to answer it a little bit better than I can and, and someone who's behind the scenes but uh, Vicky Perlini friend of the Jason Greger show the whole Perlini family I think actually is friends of the show uh, she tweeted out today that she actually had to inform Brendan that he was being released by the Oilers or put on waivers sorry and uh, I guess they didn't tell him first now there's lots of things that could go into it. A day off, obviously, maybe you can't get a hold of him. But when a player gets placed on waivers, from your experience, what what's the typical protocol for that? Well, you know what? I don't remember a lot of times people going on waivers. I, I do remember uh, when I was in Vancouver, Canucks, Greg Hoggett, uh, they, they, they were going to put him on waivers. So they brought in, like, the quote-unquote leadership group, of which I was a part of. And the coach, it was Mark Crawford, who said, just so you guys know, um, this guy is going on waivers, like, in, in minutes. And he already knows. And I just wanted you guys to know so you could talk to the team. Because Hoggett was, he was really loved. He was loved by the, the team, right? It just, he, he, I, I guess it wasn't a fit they felt for him on the team anymore. And uh, I thought it was really interesting. I'm like, okay. And, you know, I, I was, I didn't feel like I was the first one to find out, but I was, you know, up before the rest of the team found out. And so we went out there and we kind of, you know, I don't remember who, but someone kind of told the team and this is what happened. And then, okay. And we all just kind of moved on. Um, but you feel really badly for that player. Right. And I, I really think that those type of, um, that, that, that message or that news should be shared from a GM to a player. Right. I, I really feel strongly about that. So I, you know, I'm not close enough to know why that didn't happen. And, and, and there could be a million reasons why, but you know, the final for your mom is not ideal. And I, you know, and I think that, uh, it's, is it a call to the agent and the agent calls the player or the GM calls the player directly? I, I'm not sure what the normal is, but I, I just don't remember a lot of times. I do think it feels like a GM thing, not a coach thing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, I, I understand as a parent, I'd be, I'd be upset as well. Um, you're protective of your kids. So I think the orders, however, he didn't find out were wrong. And I think Vicky was correct in saying that she was upset because I, I too would be upset if that was my, my son or daughter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and to me, I thought, you know, maybe there's ways that it just kind of fell through the cracks, but you would think once the decision is made as a GM or, you know, whoever it might be, like, hey, first call's got to go to Brandon before you even tell your social media team, right? Like, maybe they jumped the gun on that one and it, it wasn't supposed to go out that early, but you, you would think you try to be on the same page. Uh, Strutty, just... Just to play a little devil's advocate here, an off day in Philadelphia, maybe he was hard to reach. What would you like to do in an off day in Philly? Are you going for like a, you know, a, a cheesesteak or what? What do you do in Philly? Go see the Liberty Bell. You know what? Philly's a funny city. Like, there's not that much to do. Uh, <laughs> like, it's a huge city, but there's not that much to do downtown. There's no malls downtown, so we used to take the 
changed. I know that could have changed the last 10 years, but we used to take cabs out to, I think it was the King of Prussia Mall, if I remember correctly. And then a couple of times, I was, uh, I liked, I liked taking bus tours, the city bus tours. So I'd take the jump on, jump off city bus tour of Philadelphia or Washington or Boston. At one time I took a ducky, a ducky tour in Boston, took us out onto the water. Um, I just like seeing different cities, right? And then, uh, I, when I took the one in Philly, I had to go see the Liberty Bell. Like for me, that was a really big thing to see. So I went and saw that. So, you know, you, as you get older, I think your priorities change. When you're younger, you're probably happy to hunker down and play, uh, what is that game called? The Iron Metal or whatever it's called. Um, but, uh, you know, as you get older, I think you want to grab the hotel and, and actually do something. But, feel, like I said, Philly's a weird city. Like, downtown, there's there's not a lot to do. you got to go out to the suburbs. And King of Prussia, great discount on T-shirts. Did you ever go to the uh, Philadelphia Mu- Museum of Art and do the Rocky Run? Oh, yeah. I went there for, I didn't run it, but I went there for sure. Yeah. That actually, the hotel we used to stay at, it wasn't that far away. It was walkable. Um, so we, you know, I'd, I'd walk down there. But yeah, honestly, like, it's, it's funny. Like, they, yeah, we, I, I went to the cheesesteak places, and two of the world famous ones are like side by side. Yeah. So you feel like you should see it. Um, yeah, no, you just kind of, I don't know. You, it, it's easier, you know, like in Columbus, there used to, we used to stay downtown, and there was a mall that was really close. And it was an outdoor mall with movie theaters, so that you just kind of go there. It wasn't like you were shopping at anything specific. You just kind of walk around, kill an hour, have lunch, then go see a movie, and then uh, you know maybe have dinner and go back to the room and get you know go to bed. Like you, you just people are to rest and recover on those off days. You're not out there running marathons or you know running on the beach in Malibu, right? You're, you've got to rest and recover those days and if treatment's needed you get treatment or whatever you need but if you know those off days like I I really appreciate them as a player especially when I got older as a chance to regenerate my body yeah Stratty I mean you gotta take advantage of that obviously those those bus tours I'm sure that's a great way to do so and I, I like what you said there because I think myself at age 22 23 I would be like nah I'll do something else but now I'm 35 I'm like you know what? It'd be kind of cool to learn a little bit about the city. So those bus tours, yeah. that might actually not be so bad. Uh, Stratty, the Oilers obviously on this five-game road trip. Uh, we talked about it a lot. Like, I don't think it gets any tougher than Tampa, Florida, and then the Carolina Hurricanes. And, you know, you don't want to set the bar low. But one win in those games, especially, you know, considering the Tampa game, very close. And, and you gave up a couple bad early goals. The Carolina game on Sunday, a 2-1 game when you didn't have your captain for the better part of the first period. Like, I, I don't think it's a moral victory, but you have to be honest and say, you know, this, this was a pretty good start to the road trip, all things considered. It really was. I, I honestly, like you, I said if they got two points out of those three games, that'd be a good one. Five out of the whole road trip. You know, and then I, you know, now they have to get, to get cracking in these last two games to make it. But I was really... I was encouraged by the way they played. And you're starting to see that, that structure not just come, but stay. You know, the, the structure of their game and you know, the, the back-checking, the forward staying up, um, you know, defending their zones a little bit better. Like, all those things, they're all linked together. You know, if the forwards don't back-check, the D-men can't stand up. If the D-men don't stand up, you're spending more time in your own zone because there's less kind of plays broken up outside of your zone. And now in your zone more, and you, you get tired, so you have less time for the energy for the offense. And then you're not in the offensive zone as much, and now you're not back-checking as hard because you're tired. Like, it just, it's, an, it's a vicious cycle. So I think I'm encouraged by what I've seen from the MC Oilers. The challenge for them in the short term, until they get a few more bodies back, is to maintain that level of play 
with without some of their you know significant pieces, especially in their top nine. So let's see how they do. Let's see if they can continue to play well and play hard, and 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 bring what is acquired of them um, to, to to finish off this road trip. But I I think they got to get at least three points, at least. Um, you know, coming back 500 or at least half of the points, I, I, I think that's a, a real positive step. And then you look at their next schedule, they got a chance to get some victories with hopefully players coming back. Yeah, and, that, and that's what I said to start off the show here. Like, I'm not going to rip them one out of three. That's fine, but you've got to you've got to pick up points in these next two games because if you don't, then throw it all down the toilet. It didn't matter, and it wasn't a great road trip. And you're right. Like, you get Saturday night the Montreal Canadiens. And then the tough games continue. The Flames, the Capitals, the Lightning. I mean, it's it's going to be a tough one for the Edmonton Oilers. So uh, two points out of six, I'm okay with it, just factoring in the level of competition. Now, I mentioned it there. Connor McDavid, he takes the high stick there, potentially loses a couple of teeth there. Uh, what did Jay Woodcroft say? Jibs? Chips? Well, I thought I heard that. I thought I heard he say Connor took a puck in the chips, and that's like a real hockey term for teeth. I don't know where it starts from. I don't even really know what it means, like the giblets. The giblets, I, I have no idea. But, you know, it, it's unfortunate. Listen, everyone who plays hockey, eventually they're going to get teeth smashed. But I'd happen to me, and, and what I found is that I, I didn't mind, like, that it happened. Like, you, you know it's going to happen. Um, what I didn't like was how much time it takes to fix it. And it's such a hassle. You're going to the dentist, getting your teeth fixed. No, this isn't right. Let's fix them again. Like, do you need a root canal? Do you not? Like, it's so annoying. Um, I mean, the pain, when you play hockey or professional sports, you have to know there's going to be pain. That, that's just that's just a way of life. You just have to learn to deal with it, but it's that hassle. Like, when I got my teeth knocked out, I timed how much time I spent at the dentist chair from the moment it happened to the rest. It was over 24 hours. Now, that was over, like, you know, probably 15 visits. But that's a ton of time and just hassle get it done. So... What would have happened to Connor McDavid there? Like, let's say a tooth is loose. Like, he goes under. He was gone for for quite a while there. Are they just you know stitching him up? Maybe like, there's not much you can really do. Like, he's he's obviously not just going to say, "Oh, I'm done with the game. Take me to the dentist." Like, what what do you think they would have done in that time? Yeah, you know what? I don't know. I mean, it's you know having just only done pre med and not pre dentistry, yeah. I'm not comfortable giving out dental uh, facts. <laughs> but you know, from my limited knowledge in the dental or in the pre med world, you know, I'm guessing they'd go and try to clean it up. Maybe analyze what's up. You know, is is there? You know, are the teeth hanging there? Are they cut in his lift? Do they need stitches? Uh, you know, what what damage is done to the teeth? But you know, maybe freeze them. So if it's uncomfortable, and maybe how to get some teeth work done today. Like I, I'm not sure all those questions, because we all know, like when you have a sensitive root, that you know, if you put cold water and breathe, and that's such a that's really painful. Now you're trying to play hockey with that. So I I, I don't know, but I I just know that. So generally speaking, when my teeth got smashed, it was it was right away, like, you know, over to the dentist. I was there to practice, so it was a little bit different. And I'm not the greatest player in the world like Connor is, so maybe a little different situation. But I think you got to, you want to make sure they're up. And, and just, I think you, as a player, you kind of want to know what's up. Like, what am I what am I dealing with here? Uh, Shreddy, a guy who has known what's up the last couple games here, Derek Ryan, the hat-trick on Saturday, scores another goal on Sunday. Uh, I mean, I guess he's kind of just feeling it right now. Well, what, what's he doing right that's leading to the production right now, or do you think it's just kind of Jay Woodcroft putting him in that position? Yeah, I, you know, it's tough. You, you know, you talk about him getting up and running, and 
you know, getting more ice time makes a difference. Like, I, I, I keep banging this drum, and you know, off the top of my head, I don't remember what he was averaging before, Tibbet, but I, he, it seems like he's playing more. And then, you know, with some of the players he's playing with, and, 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 and make it happen. And I don't know that Derek Ryan today is a third line center. You know, I know that he was signed with that intention. And when that signing went through, I, I don't know that's what he is now. But, you know, he's still got a, 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 he's a smart player. He's, uh, I think, you know, pretty stout or smart defensive player. So he put him with some other guys. Unfortunately, Nuge is out now. But guys that can, can make plays and he knows how to, you know, play off them but still be an asset defensively and offensively. So, and you get to more ice time, your confidence starts building and starts just snowballing. Um, so, you know, I, I think that, it, 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 it's a really good thing for the Oilers and to have a successful team it can't just be your top guys are always hot you need to find random players that turn hot at different times and there's one guy right there and it was doing like Dylan Holloway for a time there he was he was making plays and hot not suggesting he's on now but you need to find those guys that can create out of kind of out nowhere but maybe that you're not anticipating 82 games to be offensive strong players Hoops fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs, 360 windmill good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't yet available in your state, you can still take a shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 plus minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming sources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. A gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee. Call or text the TN Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Jason Strudwick joining me here on the Other Connor Podcast. Give him a follow on Twitter at Jason underscore Strudwick. You can catch him on the Jason Greger Show Monday through Friday on TSN 1260. Struddy, uh, the goaltending situation, something, you know, we've talked about to death here, but, uh, I mean, you get a pretty good performance from Eagle Koskinen on Saturday. Uh, and I think I undersold that by saying a pretty good. Like, he, he was outstanding. He made big saves when it mattered. Uh, Mike Smith on a Sunday, all things considered. I mean, he, he faced 29 shots, only allowed... A couple goals. One was on the power play. This team going forward here. Uh, I mean, if you look further back, I guess Miko Koskinen's probably played a little bit better. Are you okay with him right now getting maybe the bulk of the starts, or or do you think you have to find a way to get Mike Smith going again? Well, I mean, I thought Mike Smith played really well yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when, if you look back, I think Mike's last two Smith's last two starts were Minnesota and Tampa. If I'm correct, other than the one before, and you know, you can make the case that you know there was, uh, well, for sure, Minnesota. I thought you know some, some a really flat, tired, not flat, tired team with some you know some questionable defensive um, moments, and then you know against Tampa, you know I think 
of defensive ones that maybe, you know, that, that, that didn't help out Mike Smith. Mike's got to kind of help himself too. So, you know, I think that, you know, that last night or two, two, what was it, on Sunday, you know, they given up two goals against that team. I don't think that's the worst thing, right? You know, you're hoping that your team can find a way to get three um, or two and get it to overtime. Well, I guess they did get the second, but unfortunately wasn't wasn't counting as an offside. But, you know, I, I it's, you got to factor in the time you missed, some of those situations, um, and, and he's going to get his chance to play again. You know, a lot of people are saying he should never play for others again. I think that's being a bit dramatic. Um, you know, Miko goes next game. Let's, let's just see how it goes. If it goes well, sure, throw him in there Thursday. But, you know, Miko is not a guy that can play, you know, a ton of games. We've, we've seen that recipe. Um, but, you know, Mike has a good game under his belt. Can he work with some things on the off ice or, you know, with the goalie coach kind of get himself up and running? By the time he hits the net again, he feels good about himself or better about himself again. So I think that we're with goalies in this city who at times we tend to be so – it's either yes or no. Like there's no understanding there's gray areas within a player's season where it's not always – they're not always feeling great about themselves. Um, you know, but you got to give them a chance to bounce back. Unfortunately for the owners and their fans, they, they need you know, they need to have some pretty stout play from everyone to ensure they get themselves in the playoffs. When you look at, like, the Kings and the, the Vegas Golden Knights, even Dallas, all fighting for, for spots in you know, what will be hopefully a pretty fun uh, postseason dance. Uh, Stratty, you mentioned the offside goal. What was Warren Fogle thinking? You know, I... I <laughs> I don't know. I know. I honestly, and I'm not laughing. Like it's just you know, that is, you know, I coach my kids' teams, and they're you know nine to ten or eleven, or whatever they are, and you know, you see kids do that, where they're 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 like that was significantly offside. That wasn't you know one of those ones where the foot was in the air or whatever. Like that was a, a pretty major situation. So I I was pretty I was caught off guard by that one. Um, so I don't know what he was thinking. Did he have a brain cramp in there? What do they want to call it? So, I, <laughs> Connor, I, I have no idea. I, I, I honestly think he just made a big mistake. Because I, 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 there's, there's, there's really, there's no excuse for that. You know, you, you cannot go outside when the big man has the puck and he's coming down the ice with speed. I, I just thought of the meme like uh, LeBron James looking at J.R. Smith. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you don't even have to say anything. Just look at him. Like, come on, man. Like. Just don't you, don't you don't have to score goals. Just don't don't go offside. Let me do my thing. But uh, yeah, that was a yeah. that was a tough one. The Oilers got an offside goal called back going the other way as well. So it kind of bounced out, but definitely a tough one. It would have been a great start uh, for the Edmonton Oilers. Now, Strutty, coming off these these three games, uh, playing at such a high level against such good teams, and now you've got Philadelphia and Chicago, and Montreal teams that you know. Well, let's be honest, not necessarily great and not quite the level of the teams you just saw. How do the Oilers make sure there's not that letdown and drop off and play? Well, I think you look at the standings. You know, should we be comfortable? Mm-hmm. You know, and that, that, that's a message that needs to come from the captain and the leaders on the team, right? You're, hey, guys, we, we shouldn't be comfortable. You know, yeah, we played three games, but at the end of the day, we got two out of six points. You know, it's not like we got six out of six. So, although, like, I think I, I really feel they had a great last three games. Um, that's not enough. They they they're in the business the the business the business of getting points. So you know, and don't don't worry about three games. Don't worry about to the game against Philly. What what do you need to do to be ready? What does that look like? Um, what does a good game look like? Our, and and for the owners, their foundation now is is the way they're playing as a team. That's the foundation. Yeah, you're missing some significant pieces, um, but your 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 team play protects you. 
and then you know at, at some point you know you hope that, that someone random scores or some of your big guy gets it done or your power play uh, which showing some signs of life they find a way to get it done right so you've just got to stay with it and know that our foundation is going to protect us when you are short players but they've, they've got to get points these these next number of games they need to get points and and you know, if i'm if you talk about the next three games, I think that a minimum five points out of six is what they got to find a way to produce. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you right there. Uh, and, and all winnable games, right? Like, and, and you should be maybe a little pissed off. I mean, last time you played Chicago, they beat you 4-1. And, and maybe, you know, you want to get them back for that one. That did lead to the firing, which leads me to my next question. Uh, Jay Woodcroft started off five straight wins as head coach of the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, the game a couple Sundays ago against Minnesota, they lose 7-3. I think we factored fatigue into that one. You had a good performance against the Lightning. You beat the Panthers. A pretty good performance against the Carolina Hurricanes here. Jay Woodcroft, his tenure, it's early on here, but what what have you thought of it, and what is the one thing that really stands out with a Jay Woodcroft-led team? Oh, the back-checking. The back-checking. Like, I, I don't know that I've seen Leon Dreisaitl back-check this hard as, as an oiler. And when he's doing it, you better believe everyone else on the bench is watching and, and seeing what this guy's doing. So for me, it's absolutely huge that, um, you know, he continues that and he can now call guys out. Hey, uh, whoever, how come you're not back checking? You know, why, what, let's get, let's get our ass back. And then this is, you know, pushing the D-man to, 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 to stand up. Because as a D-man, if you have back pressure and you're not standing up, that's on you. That is 100% on you. And I'm sure there was a conversation between the two parties, the forwards and the D saying, hey, we'll back pressure if you stand up. And the D-man's like, well, we'll stand up if you back pressure. So I think that's that's what they got to work on. So there's, you know, I'm, I'm I, I think those are all really important things for them to know. There's, um, but for for Woodcroft, that's the number one thing I've seen because it gives less off the rush. There's less time for those guys. Less kind of those late rush goals. Um, you, you defend earlier, so you're not in your own zone as much. And I think it brings energy to to, to the group and confidence to the D men to stand up and to push back instead of just sitting back. Uh, and accepting those uh, those plays of, of not uh, standing up to light. What do you think it is that like would make Leon Drysdale? Just the example, since you brought it up, like what would he have to hear for that to click in? Like I'm, I'm sure Dave Tippett yeah. would be would be saying it. Do you think it's just as simple as a new voice, or you know, trying to impress the new guy? Yeah, you know, well, Leon's a smart. I mean, he's a smart hockey player, mm-hmm. so I think he recognized the value of of uh, the back check, um, but. You know, if if the, the Fords and Dion are working together, you know, and I'm not suggesting Leon was back checking hard, but you're like, okay, well, why am I, you know, am I going to back check hard and only have these guys not do it? But when everyone, like when when you know, everyone is on the same page, and and the D men and Ford are playing connected hockey, and connected is what we're talking about here is back checking and standing up. It just makes it so much easier. And quite frankly, now as a Ford, you know you're getting the puck back sooner because your D men are standing up. So, yeah, it seems like you're working harder, but you're actually working harder to get the pack back faster. So I think that's a really important element that, that is missed. That it's, you're not just back-checking to back-check. You're actually doing it to create something, to, to get the puck back sooner. Stretty, uh, just, you know, since, since I have you here, and I, I'm going to ask you about your D-man camp. Uh, I don't know how things are going with that. I'm going to ask you about that in a second here. But specifically looking at the blue liners, you played the position for a long time. Has there has there been anyone who's really impressed you since Woodcroft took over? I mean, I I've said it a lot on the podcast, on the show. Like Marcus Niemelainen to me has been so fun to watch, just the element that he brings. But has there been anyone else for you? 
Yeah, Marcus has been really impressive. Uh, I think that I think Willie Legison has found him, you know, his his game again. Uh, and a part of that's you know, obviously opportunity and and, and the belief. Um, I think Barry his his plays improved. Um, I think you're looking at uh, Darnell Nurse that is you know playing well a little bit more difficult on the road, but definitely at home playing a little bit less, um, shorting those shifts up, which I think is something that you know you got to have. Um, and it'll be interesting when Duncan Keith gets back in. You know, what does what, what, is, what does he look like? Um, you know, now now the team's kind of fully rolling. So I think on the whole, I think the team, the the, the D men, they they look um, maybe more confident. Um, it's funny, like Dave Manson is a guy that he doesn't have a voice, so he can't yell at you on the ice, right? You know, like think about that. Like not suggesting a lot of D men or coaches yell at their players, but you know, if you if he's never yelling at you, you know, you just go and play your game. Um, I remember Charlie Huddy, I loved him as a D-man coach, and he was always so calm. And, you know, he'd come back and he'd think he made a mistake, he wouldn't say anything. Then maybe later on that game, he'd be like, hey, man, maybe you could play it this way. And I, I, loved, I loved Charlie Huddy as a D-coach, absolutely loved him. So I think that the group has improved underneath him, but um, there's, there's areas to improve. It's interesting, Bro, or not Bro, but Bouchard's not playing any penalty kill, um, and these are guys that know him. So, you know, I, I think that Bouchard has to learn how to defend, and that's a young that's a young guy. That's a just demon. They do that, but um, when you know, I think taking off the penalty kill was a good a good choice. Actually, I, I got more to ask you now because I, I was going to leave it at that one. But one of the things I, I do like, and you just kind of talked about Dave Manson, like he's not going to go yell at you. Jay Woodcroft, he seems to be walking up the bench, having those conversations, making sure everyone's engaged. Like when you see that sort of stuff, as a player, did you like that, having the quick one-on-one conversations, or did you just kind of like to focus on the game and, and not be bothered? No, I like, I, I see your coach. Like I, I, I just I feel now, and I always feel, that when a coach is losing on the bench, it unsettles the team especially a younger team, right? And, and the owners aren't, I wouldn't say they're babies, but they're also not like 35-year-old vets. They're somewhere in between. And you don't want to unsettle the bench. So you try to stay calm, I think, as much as possible. Um, I think you can be positive with the guys. And, and I, I can tell you from personal experience, it means a lot when you do something well and a coach just comes and taps you on the back. You know, you, you kill a penalty. Um, you want to face off, block a shot, score a goal, make a great back check. Like just coming over and recognizing it. Recognizing what you've done, I think, and it doesn't have to be, and you don't have to lift me on my shoulder or your shoulders and carry me around like I just did a you know, game winning play, but that, that is so important. And I think at times coaches forget that. Um, that, you know, that, that interaction saying, hey, you know what, Connor, nice play. Connor, you know, I, thank you. And, and it doesn't have to be when he scores a goal, but when he back checks, come back and reinforce it. I love that back check. Or, you know, Leon, I love how you battled, you know, that, that six on five to, to help us defend that, that lead. Like, that, that goes a lot with Derek Ryan. But I love the way you're skating right now. Reinforce it. I think that Woodcroft, he's, he talks a lot. He's up and down the bench. You can see him interacting. I think he's got to be careful not to talk too much because if you talk too much after a while, you, you know, you, you, you could, the kids, the kids, the players kind of t- tune you out. Um, but, you know, when it's significant and there's something that needs to be said, I think, you know, you, you recognize it, you address it, say it, shortest way possible, and move on. Sounding like a coach there, Struddy. Now, I, I said I was going to bring it up, the Strudwick uh, defenseman camp, jasonstrudwick.com. Is there any room if people want to get in still? 
Yeah, there's a few spots left. You know what? We actually uh, it's it's filled up so quick this year. I don't know if uh, you know people must have the word must be out from creating some <laughs> great D men. Uh, but no, I, I I you know I I take a lot of pride in my camp. I, I I think I do a good job, and you know the D men camp that I run is it's not necessarily skating. It's it's just learning how to defend, and it's hard. It's 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 playing defense is hard, and just those little pieces of the game you're trying to tie together for players, and I love it. So yeah, there's a few spots left. I think you know. Um, take a look on there, and there's a wait list. Um, I, I am trying to get some more ice to maybe open up another hour or two uh, for different age groups. So, you know, just send an email at info at jasonstradwick.com, and uh, myself, I, I'll answer you uh, usually, or my, 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 my assistant uh, or co-worker, uh, Aaron, she'll get back to you. What I love about the website, Strads, is that it's so easy to navigate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what, I... I put a lot of work in that, and people, if, you, if you're not sure of the schedule, the times are underneath the schedule. I get a lot of emails about, I can't see the times. Well, they're under the schedule, so that's where it is. So thank you. That I'm glad you find it easy to work through. Not everyone's in the same boat as you, Conrad. Yeah, it's, uh, it's nice to see. And, and you personally designed the jerseys, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, I did, yeah. I got the spelling right and put them all in there. Yeah, no, the jerseys, uh, this shirt is not going to be jerseys, it's going to be hoodies. Oh, okay. I'm getting hoodies, so yeah, I'm getting hoodies. I might even get you one, Connor. I think you'll you'll look nice in that uh, in that big uh, Jason Stradwick D-Man camp uh, jersey. <laughs> well, if one person listens to the podcast and signs up their kid, uh, then that's what I want is my my finders yep. fee. I just want a hoodie. Stradi, thanks for doing this today. Always appreciate it. You got it, buddy. I'll talk to you uh, later. There you go, former NHLer, one half of the Jason Greger Show on TSN 1260, Jason Strudwick. Make sure to give him a follow on Twitter, at Jason underscore Strudwick. Really appreciate Struddy hopping on and uh, sharing some perspective from a guy who played in the league for a long time and uh, just gives us things that, you know, guys like myself really can't because I've never been in the NHL room. There's things I haven't witnessed, and we always appreciate Struddy hopping on the podcast here good overall person and make sure to check out his d-man camp as well i know he's always pumping that up so uh make sure you check out the jason strudwick d-man camp uh jasonstrudwick.com for that one for the edmonton oilers they're back in action on tuesday night in philadelphia taking on the flyers that's a five o'clock puck drop there for pregame coverage, tune into TSN 1260 beginning at 4 o'clock. Jason Greger, Jason Strudwick, Tom Gazzola, Matt Cassie, and myself will all be there. It'll be a fun time. Then the Oilers will wrap up their road trip in Chicago on Thursday. That one's a 6.30 puck drop mountain time. That means our pregame coverage on TSN 1260 with Gazzola and Cassian gets going at 5.30. So if you're looking for a little ramp up to those games... As I always tell you, tune into TSN 1260. And that's going to do it for this episode of the Other Connor Podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. Big thank you to our sponsor, DraftKings. Make sure to sign up today. Use promo code THPN. To everyone who tuned in, thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. We'll talk to you next time here on the Other Connor Podcast as we recap Blackhawks Oilers and we'll preview Canadians Oilers. I'm Connor Halley. Give me a follow at Connor Halley. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Other Connor Podcast. New shows drop every Tuesday and Friday wherever you get your podcasts from.